Hello. Welcome to uh, another episode of Grapple Pie. Welcome to part two of um, my review slash recap of uh, WWE Extreme Rules 2016. My name is Daniel Swan. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you're a wonderful person, and I've always said it in spite of any graffiti that I might have seen to the contrary. Um, what am I talking about? Who knows? It's pretty late. Let's just crack on uh, with the next match, shall we? Shall we? Yes. The women's match um, for the women's title, uh, Charlotte versus Natalia. Submission match, um, not quite extreme rules. I wouldn't say that was necessarily an extreme stipulation. Um, but still, it is a stipulation. It changes it up a little bit from um, their previous matches, of which there have been numerous uh, previous matches. Obviously, they fought each other at Roadblock this year. They fought each other uh, last month at Payback um, and several times in various kind of incarnations in tag matches and so forth um, since, um, which means that it's a little bit kind of very confident slash hopeful that this is the last of their feud. Um, both good workers, but just you need to mix it up. It's, it was a thing a, a lot of the time with this. It, it did kind of feel like kind of payback extra um like this match was the same the main event was the same Diggler versus Diggler um Dolph Ziggler and uh Baron Corbin was the same the IC title as much as that was a fantastic match that was the same Jericho and uh Ambrose was the same so there was a lots of kind of familiar ground being trod um and yeah so it, this but this match started off pretty nice um some non-finisher submissions which i thought was nice always nice when you can you know it, it, especially when watching people who are on tv quite a lot you get kind of set into this you know everybody's got their set moves that they do and this and then that and then it's this move and then they transition into this one um and it's always nice to to be reminded that you know these are wrestlers and they they do this every day and they probably want to kind of mix it up a lot more than they actually do um get some nice kind of leg takedowns and you know submission moves that you haven't seen before um including a, a, a rather lovely looking surfboard um style uh thing by natalia which then kind of charlotte sat out of so you had the bizarre sight of charlotte sitting on an invisible chair which is actually just propped up by natalia's legs a huge amount of strength there from natalia um it looked kind of weird but Charlotte sold it all right, um, except for, and this is some. This is not their fault because it's a tried and tested um, spot when it comes to doing the surfboard. A, I don't understand how anyone is willing to take that because having somebody stand on your on the back of your thighs just above your knees must be the most painful thing in the world. That's first and foremost, and secondly, the awful spot that they always have where they like slap their sides. And their arm instinctively and magically goes back, so they so the person can grab it. I just think that looks so like when people watch when you watch wrestling with people who don't watch wrestling, it's those kind of that kind of shit that people are like. What? Why did she just do that? Why is she clearly helping her be able to grab her arm? You're like, no. It's when you slap your bum, then it, your hand instinctively comes back. It's like putting your hand in warm water. You actually wet yourself. Like, come on. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and yeah, so some nice kind of reversals backwards and forwards and some nice, yeah, different kinds of submission moves that you don't normally see. Um, Natalia's selling kind of veered, but when she, she's got a lovely scream on her, a very kind of visceral, kind of worryingly accurate scream. 
Um, but then she's, which is great. But then she also kind of veers off into just screaming no, which is I don't. That's not no no. Um, which is just no. I I don't like that. Do I like that? No no. Um, so that was a shame when there was lots of uh, submissions uh, going on in this. Uh, there was a lovely power bomb rever- uh, well a reversal of a. I can't even remember what it was. Maybe a single leg crab or something. Um, but Charlotte then reversed it into one of those kind of Brock Lesnar-esque kind of heft you up into a powerbomb, um, which was, shows a huge amount of strength. She's a very, very powerful woman is Charlotte. Um, that looked really, really impressive. Um, and then she started wearing down Natalia's leg and did a great um, suplex onto the, like near the ropes so that when her legs came down, they hit the ropes, which might not necessarily hurt that much, but the, just the psychology of it is great. Um, you kind of see, you can make sense and really make it sell that, you know, that hurts the leg extra. So I really, really like stuff like that. Really um, very, very impressive. Uh, but this was a, it was a slow match, which isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world, but when you've only got, I mean, this went less than 10 minutes, I think. Um, you kind of feel like, you know, if you're going to do a slow match, maybe, yeah, really take that time to build it up. Maybe maybe shave a couple of fucking minutes off uh, Ambrose and uh, Jericho and uh, add it onto this. Um, might have made it a little bit better. Because as it was, it just kind of, it just felt slow. It just felt like a normal match that was slow. Um, and then Natalia, like, oh, like, surely, especially in a submission match, when you've got two people who are clearly looking to put their submission holds on it, that are both focused on the leg, you you know you, you don't need to think about it on the fly. You can plan it out and prep it out beforehand. When they go after your leg, especially as a face, as Natalia is, sell it like really sell it. The the best faces are the ones that look like they come back from the greatest odds, and that is sold a lot through through selling. If they're after your leg, limp for God's sake. Don't do a lot of stamping, and you know if you. Even if you are able to like get them up for a suplex or something, stand up holding that knee because it's like, oh, that put extra strain on the knee. Um, and Natalia just wasn't selling at all. I'm like, I just thought, come on, love. Like, just really, that's a that's wrestling 101, surely. Storytelling 101, um, which is a bit of a shame. Um, and then, speaking of bullshit, um, Natalia locks in the sharpshooter which always looks great. Obviously, they spend a lot of time in the dungeon doing that because it always looks top-notch, um, especially when you compare it to, obviously, the rock sharpshooter, the shit shooter. Um, and then Charlotte managed to make it to the ropes, and then Sh- Natalia just kind of hobbled off again and pulled her away from the ropes, which I always thought, well, if she gets to the ropes, then you've got to release the hold. And Michael Cole very quickly was like, well, you know, if she, if she drags her away from the ropes within five seconds then you get to keep the hold on. I'm like, when has that ever come up ever in any other wrestling match at all? And I know the rules are very kind of, you know, rules are enforced as and when the match requires it. But that just really seemed stupid. And it made it seem like, oh, okay, so this is a like a no disqualification match maybe because you don't have to break a hold when you reach the ropes. But then it was, I don't know. I thought that was really weird and unnecessary. Um, and she could have just done pretty much the same thing by breaking the hold, stamping on the knee, pulling her back into the middle of the ring, and then putting it on again. Like, that's a persistent, dogged, determined face. Uh, but not just dragging it. I don't know. I just thought it was very strange. Um, 
And then as I called um, in my predictions video slash podcast, um, Nature Boy's music hits and everyone's like, oh boy, Nature Boy's coming down. Um, and I thought, just leave it as the music, leave that be enough um, of a distraction because then Charlotte still has a distraction. She still gets her like slightly cheaper victory, but she gets to honestly say, you know, that she won without her dad, which is a nice thing for her. Um, but then somebody was coming down the ramp and somebody had a stupid flare wig on and a flare robe, but then it turned around and it was bloody Dana Brooke. Um, and at first I was like, who? Oh yeah. She's the one who, who debuted beating up Becky to no response. And then has since, had a Matt beaten Becky in the ring and beaten Paige in the ring. Um, and who's kind of obviously having to take an over from uh, Emma um, to cover for her injury. But um, yeah. And then she comes down to the ring and she's the distraction. And then Charlotte gets the hit from behind and blah, 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 gets the victory. And then they all celebrate in the ring afterwards as if it was like, oh, there was, you know, it was a setup all along. They knew all along that they were going to do that. Which is just like, why? Why? What's what's the purpose of that? What's the? Why does Charlotte need somebody else? Why does she like? She's already got her dad, like, and she's already looking weak. She's been booked weak. Um, why not? Like, surely this should be maybe moving towards her realizing that she doesn't need her dad. Perhaps maybe let's move towards that. And people think that it's going to be, you know, oh, she, she's a she's going to be turning face but no she becomes even cockier at that point and beats up her dad to the point that she becomes an even bigger heel which would be amazing like she's a real shit at that point and then the only person that can beat her sasha banks SummerSlam, buy rate goes through the roof oh i should i should be booking this kind of thing um but yeah i just thought it was weird and just a really poorly thought out ending because it just made charlotte look like a, a bitch not a bitch as in like, you know, a woman bitch, but a bitch as in a weak bitch. There are different types of bitches. I Apparently there are. And I'm, I'm dictating which kind of bitch she was. And she was not the good kind of bitch. Female bitch in wrestling can work perfectly. She kind of is a female bitch, but she was booked as the wrong kind of bitch in this. Um, yeah, so what happens with Dana Brooke now? What happens with her feud with Becky? Who knows? A um, lot of question marks. And it just feels like it's just, again, like last month, just another weird little screw job that might lead somewhere, it might not, it might just be a one-night-only thing just to make sure that Charlotte keeps hold of the title but doesn't have to look strong at all. Um, so, yeah, strange booking, WWE. Um, it wasn't a great match to start with, but the ending really brought it down for me. And the Zen, it was the main event. Um... Roman Reigns with the bloodline, which is awful because it makes them sound like vampires, even though they're not vampires. Like, make them vampires if you're going to call them the bloodline. Um, versus the club, which, again, sounds rubbish because it's clearly a different, a specific type of club, but they can't legally say which type of club it is. So it all, it's all a load of old bollocks. Um, AJ Styles comes out to a hero's welcome. So, yeah, New Jersey crowd all night, pretty snarky pretty shitty and pretty kind of like tough on people like pretty unforgiving generally throughout the uh throughout the match uh throughout the event rather and uh as soon as roman reigns comes out again everybody hates roman fucking booze like crazy which is it's a strange thing for me i i 
I've been thinking about this, and I was even talking about it with my wife um, the other day. Uh, we're talking at it at my wife about it. She um, neither understood nor cared. I don't think. I mean, it's wrestling. Why would she? Um, but I, I don't understand a what WWE are doing by not turning him heel, and b what the fans are doing because WWE don't know the difference between boo. This is an effective heel who's getting good heat. Like, I want to boo him and boo, this guy sucks. I don't like him. I don't like what you're doing with him. I do, like, in a meta sense, I don't like this. There's kayfabe boos and then there's, you know, actual boos. Um, Roman gets actual boos, but they sound exactly the same as kayfabe boos. Why do you think X-Pac was kept around for so long? Everybody hated him for fucking years because he didn't do anything that was different ever in any way. Um but to the WWE, I mean, that just, it all sounds the same. It's all just booze. Now, the big, if you really want to say, fuck you, Roman, or rather, because Roman's not a bad guy. He's not the best worker in the world, sure, but he's far from the worst. Um, and it's, you know, he's just been put in a bad situation. So it's more, if you want to say, fuck you, WWE, for what you're trying to kind of force us to be in love with somebody that we're not in love with, then when Roman Reigns' music hits, give him nothing. Like, just absolute, if you can hear a pin drop in that crowd, that's, that's, surely that sends more of a, more of a loud message. Due to Roman, what everybody did inadvertently to the Shining Stars last week. Nobody cares, so nobody's going to cheer. Make him walk down that ramp in abject silence. See how long it takes WWE to, to get the message. Because at the moment, it's like, wow, we're getting a great reaction. As bloody um, JBL says, stars elicit reaction. Whether you love him or you hate him, everybody's got an opinion about uh, Roman Reigns. It's like, yeah, everybody's got an opinion about him because everyone hates him. Because everyone hates the character of Roman Reigns that you have created and, and shoved down everyone's throat. Um, I don't know. That's, that's It's something that annoys me um, a lot. And it, I, yeah, I don't understand. I, I get why WWE are keeping him as... A face because it's like whatever we're doing people like he's getting more booze than any other heel than any legitimate heel in the company um and so that's got to be good hasn't it and it isn't but it kind of is for their point perspective because you want to watch it you want to see him getting beaten up um and it's it seems weird because there were pots in this match as well that he was kind of playing to the crowd he was like give me some more Give me some more booze. I'll soak him in. So it's like, is he just, is he turning heel now? Which is very exciting because I think he absolutely should. I don't think there's a, a real reason if, you know, honestly, why he should be kept as a face. Um, from a storytelling point of view, it makes absolutely no sense. Um, but yeah, everybody was booing him all the way through the match. Roman sucks. You still suck. After every good thing, he did a, the back body drop to Styles, the wonderful, lovely kind of, crucifix sit out powerbomb which was lovely after everything you still suck there was a roman sucks as uh, in the rhythm of a new day rocks um chant roman sucks roman sucks which i thought was quite uh quite creative at least um they did the kind of fighting into the crowd thing which i never really like because it always just smacks of kind of killing time and it's more it's more for the the kind of audience at home than it is for the audience except for the specific little kind of train of people who they walk right past all of whom are filming there was a fucking guy sorry to divert but there was a guy in the front row anytime anybody 
got anywhere near him, he was like doing selfie videos and I just wanted to slam his head through the fucking wall. Like, why Why does he not have any shame? Why is there, there not that thing in him where he, like, little man in his head one says, hey, this would be really good if you got a selfie video of, you know, Devon Dudley in the background with you looking at the camera. Why is there not that second man saying, yeah, but everyone would think you're a dickhead? Why is that not, guy not speaking up louder? Um, oh, it really mugged me off. And then there was a point in this match where Roman Reigns uh, got hit and he was all groggy and he was on the barricade. And this fucking like 80-year-old man <laughs> was like, <laughs> which completely killed everything. I mean, it was Roman Reigns, so nobody was into it anyway. But still, just thought it was weird. Um Styles was very vicious in this match, I thought. Very, very vicious, which is good and brings this extra element into his character. Um, he, yeah, was really kind of bringing it uh, a little bit, obviously pulling back the um, pads off the floor and all of that kind of stuff just really seemed like he was he was being extreme with it, which is nice. Even it's, it's a good way of showing, I suppose, it's PG extreme rules because it's, like it, it's like old styles extreme rules where it doesn't all need to be about blood it can just be about brutal like aggressive behavior um which i thought was very nice i mean over this match was good this match was very very good um the crowd were really into it because obviously they're super into styles and super against roman um they both worked hard styles worked amazingly hard it was his match really from front from from top to bottom it was it was styles making roman look like an absolute king um and bumping like a boss for him and doing all of the work it was yeah really really cool to see um the sign of the night came in this match uh somebody holding up a sign saying roman is annoying annoy annoying um which i thought was very very clever um, obviously that's his that's his surname yeah that crucifix set out powerbomb was amazing but again it's like he's doing it deliberately because he did the lovely powerbomb and then in his pin he does like the Hawaiian hand gesture and sticks his tongue out like he's a 13 year old kid trying to be cool like what the fuck are you doing man why like surely that's a deliberate heel tactic like doing a dick move like that really just beggars belief um you know, in the uh, women's match where I said I really liked how Charlotte went after Natalia's knee and they did the suplex so that her legs landed in the um, ropes, which looked really good. Loved it in that match. They did it exactly the same in this match as well. It's like, fuck's sake, don't, don't steal the same things. Like, talk to each other. Have the road agents just talk to each other and say, right, what are you I'm going to do this spot, don't do this spot, blah, blah, blah. Or at least if you've seen the women do it, not, I, not that I suppose they watched the previous matches because they're too busy getting ready, but like, I just thought that was a bit weird to have the same spot in two consecutive matches um yeah styles took a lot of punishment though he took a lot of bumps and uh yeah again just working like a superman really um but it, there is there was one thing i mean a again he went after roman's knee roman wasn't selling the knee he did some stamping and some you know just romaning just as normal without any knee issues which is just such a simple thing um but it's a very simple um, moment that really kind of crystallized for me how desperate they are to make everybody love Roman, which is obviously just having the absolute opposite effect. Um, so he's Styles has gone after Roman's knee, and then Roman obviously power bombed Styles in uh, through the second announce table. So he's got put through two tables at this point. Um, 
And uh, as soon as he did it, see, bear in mind, he's just powerbond styles through a table. And this was the table that kind of half broke and then fully broke. So it must have been painful as shit to take that bump. Um, and then the first thing they say, how is Rain still standing? Are you serious? Are you serious when he's just powerbomb someone else through a table? The first thing you're going to say as a commentator is, how is Roman Reigns still standing? Like, that's why people hate him, guys. Why can you, Why can I get it? Who has had no professional experience in the wrestling industry and people who've spent their entire lives in the wrestling industry don't get it. How is that a thing? Um, th- then obviously there was the interference, which was inevitable, but it's fairly inconsequential. Um, didn't really add that much uh, to the match. To be honest, I probably could have done without it. It made sense, that obviously, with the build-up, but in terms of the actual story of the match, didn't really need it. Um, and then, yeah, it was it was all going pretty well. Obviously, everybody knows that Reigns is going to win. Everybody knows that, that AJ Styles isn't going to win the title, and that's fine. Like, it's not great. It would be great to see AJ Styles as the fucking WWE champion. That would be amazing. But you can absolutely accept that he's not going to win it. But when Styles gives Roman Reigns the Styles Clash, his biggest finisher that he rarely hits these days because it's fucking dangerous. Um, so he hits his big finisher and Roman Reigns kicks out of it. Okay, that's fine. It's, you know, it's a big match. It's, you know, main event of a pay-per-view. Kicking out a finish is not unheard of. No problem. He does it onto a chair, which is like, that's a big thing. Does it, builds it up again. Styles Clash onto a chair, Reigns kicks out. Then he just goes savage on him, hits him with about eight different chair shots, and then goes to do the elbow. And then Reigns gives him one spear and then pins him. Like, that it mugged me off so much. Like, have the spear and then have Styles kick out and then him have, have him give, an, give him another spear. Just give him one more spear straight after that and then pin him again. Like, that at least gives Styles a little bit of credit for that. Um, but it was just one one spear and I, and I guess it's like yeah he's already put him through two tables but people don't remember that like in the moment you don't remember that at all you just remember that this is a really hard fought match Styles has just been absolutely killing Roman Reigns who's just been kicking out of everything and then he gives one finisher and it's like correct me if I'm wrong but that is exactly the kind of booking that made everybody start to hate John Cena like five six seven years ago like that is exactly that kind of thing um, where it's you know he he just absorbs everything that the other person has to do and then he just gets one he gets his little flurry it's like hulk hogan booking like i'm going to absorb everything then i'm going to hulk up punch you big boot leg drop and then it's done it's like this is 2016 we're past that now that that was, that was last interesting or relevant like 20 years ago and that's pushing it probably 25 so Let's not do that anymore. That's why people hate Roman Reigns. Not because he's a bad wrestler, not because of anything else. It's because he's the way that you're booking him is just inspires hatred, inspires dislike incredibly. Um, yeah, so that really annoyed me because it really took the shine off it for me. Really took the shine off what was otherwise a, a very, very decent match. Crowd into it, good work, lots of mayhem, lots of violence. Um, and then that ending just, I don't know, left a bad taste in the mouth. But then I kind of feel like they sensed that there was going to be a bad le- taste left in the mouth. And so out comes Seth Rollins um, and does a pedigree. And it was a little bit annoying because there are a lot of, and I, it's you know, my own fault for follow lots of people on Instagram and Twitter and stuff who are into wrestling. There's all these reports of like, oh, Seth Rollins is in New York, New Jersey for Extreme Rules tonight. And so even if they're not saying he's going to, make an appearance 
just plants that seed in your head, um, which is a shame. But uh, so that was the pay-per-view. Overall, I thought it was really good. Um, I thought it, it kind of let itself down a little bit towards the end. The asylum match was terrible. The women's match wasn't amazing. Uh, and the main event was let down a little bit by the finish, but otherwise it was a very good match. But the first like four matches, if you don't include um, Diggler and uh, Corbin, really, really good. Um, and it, yeah, I kind of feel like it, well, I'd hope at least as much as in payback, there wasn't really a lot of things concluded. Um, I kind of feel like, well, I hope at least that there's a lot more things kind of concluded from this. And the Seth Rollins thing obviously sets up a big thing for hopefully money in the bank. Um, and there's, yeah, a few more kind of developments in stories, the IC title with Zane and Owens, that's going to continue. Um, New Day versus the Ford Villains, I'd imagine, would continue in some way. Uh, Rusev is the new US champion, so that sets up something going forward for the future. So it makes it a bit more interesting, I think, because it sets up some more stuff. But um, yeah, overall, pretty decent pay-per-view. Uh, but let's get into the bit that you've been looking forward to, uh, the roundup, three things of interest, um, the jobber, the champ, uh, and the match of the night. I'm going to be filming this bit as well. Um, so super exciting for you i guarantee uh, so you'll be able to see it on youtube you'll be able to see my ugly mug while i'm doing it as well um so let's just dive in round up action <coughs> three things three things three things of it in interest who won who jumped also the match of the night hello hi um so this is the roundup i need to change the theme music i do understand that that's fine if you want to change it absolutely feel free i have no musical ability that's the best that i can do i shouldn't start off with whinging hmm. so as the the subpar theme music um alluded to uh this is three things of interest who won who lost in the match of the night for wwe extreme rules 2016 so let's just dive straight in thing of interest number one dana brooke too much too soon dana brooke was introduced raw a few weeks ago she attacked Becky while Becky was talking to Emma with the implication we assume supposed to be part of a, a kind of tag team with Emma being bad guys, bad girls, which would have been fine, which would have been grand. But injuries! WWE has a huge problem with injuries at the moment because everyone is injured. Some people are starting to come back now. More on that later. But injuries are still a big issue. Emma is one of them that has affected this hugely. So now Dana has to be moved up into the position that we presume Emma was supposed to have with Dana as kind of her muscle. Because she's muscly. She's a muscly woman. Over the last couple of weeks or week or so, Dana has in one-on-one competition beaten Becky clean and she's beaten Paige clean. Couple of clean victories, building her up quite nicely. She's been okay, but not spectacular. At Extreme Rules, she interferes in the end of Charlotte's match with Natalia, costing Natalia the title, presumably. She dresses up like Ric Flair, and I thought at first when the music hit and then someone came out dressed like Ric Flair, I was like, Little Nate, Little Nate. Wasn't Little Nate. It was Dana Brooke. And then she kind of got involved in the match, but it wasn't a disqualification. And then at the end, she was celebrating with Charlotte and Ric Flair in a kind of, it was a setup all along, by God, by God, it was a setup all along. That was a Jim Ross impression. That development kind of comes out of nowhere. There's not really any real reason for her to have done that. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And it kind of leaves you thinking, well, what happens now? So she was kind of in a thing with Becky. 
that wasn't really resolved. She kind of beat Becky, but then there was, you know, there was the inference that this was going to continue. So does that get knocked on the head? Is she now Charlotte's muscle? Which I guess makes sense, but it, I, I don't know. It just seems a bit weird. It feels to me like, yeah, she's got too much too soon, unless she just becomes an enforcer. Hopefully, she'll become an enforcer for Charlotte, um, and she'll take the bumps that Ric Flair, because he's 112, just can't take anymore. The bump he took from Stephanie's slap of Raw, for instance, was... It was an old man falling over, and it's difficult at this stage to kind of try and cover that up, the fact that there's a man in his 70s falling on his ass. It's a shame because he's one of the absolute best, love Ric Flair, love how insane he is, but he can't get involved physically in the way that he could before. So let's just let Dana be in that role for the time being, maybe keep her away from matches. But yeah, so hopefully... <laughs> And this is the terrifying thing with the WWE that you're never quite sure. Hopefully they've got a plan. Fingers crossed. Thing number two. AJ Styles. What now? The main event at Extreme Rules was very, very good. Um, lots of emotion, lots of drama, lots of near falls. AJ taking a heck of amount of uh, punishment. Crazy bumps. All of this kind of stuff made the match what it was. Roman wasn't a passenger entirely. He did some good stuff, but it was AJ's match, and he made Roman look very, very good. The end of the match is... <clears throat> so AJ hits Roman with Styles Clash, kick out at two, fine. AJ hits Styles Clash on chair, kick out at two. That seemed unrealistic, and you think, right, so this is, this is one of those kind of WrestleMania 17 kind of jobbies where everybody's just hitting finishes all over the place and who knows how it's going to finish. In keeping with the WrestleMania 17 theme, we then have AJ Styles getting the chair, going nuts, beating up the Usos, beating up Roman, just going nuts with the chair in a way that he should have just really pinned him there in a kind of WrestleMania 17. AJ Styles has flipped. By God. By God. That was Jim Ross. Again, that was my Jim Ross. Anytime I say bagard, just assume that it's Jim Ross. So AJ's gone nuts. And then goes for the phenomenal forearm. Gets hit by a single spear, pinned, one, two, three. Makes AJ look like a little baby bitch. So what do you do with him now? Because he hit Roman with absolutely everything that he had and couldn't do anything. So he has to win at the next pay-per-view. And it has to be in a, in a big way. Now, obviously, with the cult, the club. We're the club. Are you going to be letting the club? Beep, beep, beep. All of that kind of stuff with potentially Finn Balor coming in. Now, that's an interesting angle. But at this, at this point, AJ Styles is very, very weak. I don't know. But I just know that they need to do something with AJ Styles. And they need to do it to build him up. Because at the moment, he's looking weak like a little newborn fish. Where you can see his heart beating in his chest. Not good. Interesting thing number three. Just... Turn Roman heel. I don't understand why this hasn't happened so far already. Everybody hates Roman. Everybody hates Roman. The boos that he was getting last night were as big as anything that we've ever seen. Even when he was doing good stuff, like that lovely crucifix setup powerbomb, lovely. Back body dropped through an announcer's table. Beautiful. Everybody's still chanting, you still suck. So everybody hates him. And that's fine. So just do what you did with somebody else. Uh, somebody else who's in some way connected to Roman Reigns. Say, The Rock. When The Rock first started, straight-laced babyface Rocky Maivia. Everybody hates him. He gets death threats. They turn him heel. He becomes one of the greatest heels in WWE history because he's such an effective shit. And he's got great motivation to turn heel. I tried to do everything for you, but then you nothing was good enough for you. And now I hate the fans and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure the fans go home unhappy. Perfect. And then instantly you turn that bad heat into good heat. Just, just turn him heel. 
turn him heel. Oh, Roman, heel. Make him a bad guy. Heel, please. Turn him heel. Dear WWE, turn him heel. Thanks, everybody. Right? Jobber of the night. It was, it's, a, it's a tough one. Um, could have been Corbin because he didn't get um, built up very well in the pre-show. Could have been either of the Dudleys because they got bitched out by Big Cass. But ultimately, has to be Charlotte. Now, Charlotte is a great champion. I love Charlotte as a heel. I think she's really grown into it. She's getting some real nice kind of... She's a bit chatty in the ring now, which is great for a heel. See Chris Jericho and Bubba Ray Dudley. She's very cocky. She's very confident. She's doing really, really well with all of that kind of stuff. It's working. It's working very, very nicely. After the WrestleMania triple threat, where, yes, there were some shenanigans, but ultimately she's triumphed at WrestleMania in a triple threat against the two biggest threats to her. It was an amazing match, match of the night, and she won, and that's amazing. And then since, against Natalia, who's on Total Divas, she's getting booked like she's useless. And this would have been a great opportunity for her to win strong, for her to say, do you know what? Yeah, I don't need Ric Flair. I can win on my own. She seemed very, very weak last night, um, thanks to the booking, and I don't think that's befitting of someone of her stature. Um, so, jobber of the night, got to be Charlotte. Champion of the night, again, this could have been a lot of people. The, the trickiest thing with this one of deciding was just making it one person. Could have been Xavier Woods. Great joke there, and he actually got to wrestle, and he did well, and he got the pinfall. Could have been Rusev. Looked like a beast. Looked like an absolute beast. Could have been anybody in the Intercontinental title match. All performed amazingly. All came out very, very strong thanks to the booking. And it was going to be AJ Styles. I was going to pick AJ Styles until that finish. So weirdly, the champion of the night is someone who didn't even wrestle on the night. It's Seth Rollins. The ovation that he got when he came out was outrageous. Like, it was just a huge sigh of relief from everyone in the crowd. Like, fucking Roman Reigns. Oh, we hate you so much. And then a white knight comes in and says, don't worry, guys, I'm going to beat him up. Everybody lost their shit. Oh, Seth, Seth, yes, Seth. It was amazing. Despite the fact that he did not wrestle, the person who comes out of Extreme Rules, the strongest, Seth Rollins, because, oh, nobody can wait. And you think, he might actually beat him. He might actually beat Roman. I could see that. That seems logical in some way. Seth Rollins. Champion Match of the night, icy title match. Absolutely incredible. Great pacing, great build-up. Seemed like they were having incredibly choreographed and intricate near falls for like half of the match. Kevin Owens was actually booked the weakest, but they know that he is currently, I'd say, the most over of all of them, which means that he can take that. So that's clever booking there. You don't need to build him up as much because everybody loves him anyway. Sami Zayn, booked very strong, got the Huluva kick straight out the gate, which is an amazing way to start the match. Almost got the pinfall victory, um, but then got pulled out of the ring by Kevin Owens, which in turn reignites their feud, so then hopefully they can continue to feud. That makes that very organic and uh, means that we're going to see them fighting again, which is always a good thing. The Miz wins the match in a match that, as they were very keen to say before, he's only got a 25% chance of winning. Um, so he's got huge bragging rights there, so that works out very well. And even Cesaro, yeah, he got pinned, but he also got to kick out the skull-crushing finale, he got to kick out the pop-up powerbomb, he looked very, very strong all the way through. In a match where everybody is booked strong, where everybody wins, and where the crowd are just so into it, it's crazy, um, absolutely, match of the night. So that's my review. Those are my thoughts, those are my feelings, those are my hunches, those are my ideas, those are my whatever. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know. 
regardless of it, let me know. I have absolutely no friends who like watching wrestling. I would love to talk about wrestling with somebody. Let me know in the comments underneath this. Let me know on my website, danielswan.squarespace.com. Twitter, at Palugin, P-A-L-O-O-G-I-N. Same with Instagram. Let me know on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Daniel Swan. Just send me an email. Send me an old-fashioned email, danielswan41 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and, uh, yeah, I hope you come back and uh, listen slash watch to some other things that we'll be doing in the future. Until then, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>